0: Central New York and hello hockey fans all across the internet and welcome to the Central New York Hockey Report Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Kinville, and we got a fun show lined up today because you know normally we have players, we have coaches. Today we are going to be talking referees. This is going to be a really awesome show. Before I bring our guests in, of course, I will bring my my trusty sidekick over here who's Getting ready to press all kinds of buttons, hopefully not oh, the wrong ones. No, it's I Dave to Save Warner. Did that right. once already. I know, right? All you right. got that yeah. out
1: of your system. I know. It's good. We're good to go. You feel better? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Let's bring our guests in. So, like I said, we're talking referees today. We're doing some pinstripe talking, if you will. And I got two of the best of the biz in Central New York on with us today. We have got Cole Adams and we have got Mike Roberts. How are you guys doing?
2: Good. Yeah, not too bad. You know, you're really, you know, pumping our tires, uh, you know, saying we're the best in the biz already. Hey, you know what? We don't have nothing but the best on this show, so I I can't
0: help but say that, right?
1: That's that's why I'm here, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's that's why you don't have a camera on you either. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. Uh,
0: But but anyways, uh, so a little bit of an age difference between you guys. I think it's about a 20-year gap but there's a special relationship involved here because Mike is actually a mentor to Cole and Cole is 15 years old and was recently recognized by USA hockey out at a Buffalo Sabres game uh, for being a young official and doing as good as he's doing. So Cole, tell us a little bit about how that came about in your road to becoming a referee.
3: Uh, Yeah. So ever since I was young, I've always wanted to be referee from being at the university games as Mike can probably say, I was in the locker room a lot at intermissions. But um, so last year I started refing. I probably did about 15 games and I did my first game with Mike. And then um, a few weeks ago, I got a call from um, Rick Pratt, who's the supervisor officiating for um, Central New York, saying that I was selected to go to the Buffalo Sabres game and skate off the officials and meet them before the game.
0: That is awesome. That really is. So and you got to see be right in the room with them too before the game, correct?
3: Yeah. So we got me and one other kid from Western New York um got to go into the room beforehand and meet them and ask questions. And then we got to skate onto the ice with them for the anthems.
0: Very, very cool. And by the way, I should preface this by saying that uh, it was about a week or so ago. We did read an article mm-hmm. on com. if you ever want to check it out. Cheap Shameless Plug. And there's a video <laughs> in that article that Cole is talking about. when Because his dad, Kelly, was the one who told me about this. And we got to, I said, this is going to be a great article. If and
1: we're, we're going to do Shameless Plugs... He's in the Mohawk Valley Express tomorrow. That comes out tomorrow. Really? That's yeah, right. That's the, right. We forgot edition. about that print edition. The print so.
0: edition. You're all over the place, man. i tell yeah. you that right now. But uh, but anyways, he uh, he shared a video with me, I and mean, I think you were maybe like three years old. Because at first I'm like, really? I said, yeah. Is That young? And he was. He's like, no, I'm not kidding. And he sent the video. I'm like, it's true. <laughs> yeah. I said, this is so awesome. You know what was really cool about that video, too, Cole, is that it showed the old odd. The way it used to be with the, the, boo, yeah. the blue runners on the bottom of the dasher boards. And before it was repainted, when it was the old, like, red, yellow, orange, blue. Uh, I don't think you could see the old uh, guitar player silhouette in the background, but it was still pretty
2: awesome. It's just like it was in Slapshot way back in the day.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When they were trying to listen to the anthem, I won't throw the explicitive in. <laughs> 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 so, Mike, we mentioned you being a part of this story. So, so tell us, how do you uh, join in on Cole's story?
2: Uh so you know, I was actually the video um that you're referencing. I actually paused it throughout the video to kind of zoom in and see if I was one of the guys on the ice skating around at the time. Just I thought that would have that that would have just put it over the top.
1: Wow, that would have been cosmic, <laughs> yeah,
2: right, <laughs> but uh you know, cameras weren't as good back then as they are now, but uh no it's uh, like I said, Cole used to come in the locker room between games um you know i 've done you know, countless Utica games over the years. And, you know, Kelly, his father would bring him in um, and he would come, you know, ask us questions about the game, tell us how one day he was going to become an official. All he ever wanted to do was become an official. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and, and here he is today. And, uh, you know, you know, life, things in life change. And, you know, ultimately Kelly and I ended up being coworkers Um and one day, you know, I think it was a couple years ago now, he comes in, he's like, Can I sign Cole up early? And I'm like, What do you mean? I'm like, Well, he doesn't turn 14 yet, and you gotta be 14 to ref. And he wants to sign up. I'm like, I don't see a problem with it. Um, so I put him in touch with the right people and um they're like, Yeah, but he can sign up, but he can't do any games. And Kelly was just like I've spent 50 bucks on, I've wasted 50 bucks on worse. And then, you know, so, so, uh, so yeah. So we signed him up and got them all, all set. And, you know, I keep on telling, telling Kelly, like, I'm just gonna, you know, let let Cole do my test and all my stuff every year because, you know, he's, <laughs> he's way into the, in the rules way more than, than I ever was at that age.
0: <laughs> That's great. And I'm glad you mentioned that, that 14 is the minimum age. For, for one to become a yeah. referee. Mm-hmm. So, so, Cole, tell us about that process, uh, especially being as young as you were. I think you said you had to do a seminar. For those who haven't read the article, by the way, mm-hmm. or haven't seen the article, I'll just give it away now. That's. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, so when I first became an official, I had to do the open book test that you have to do every year, and then I had to go to an in-person seminar in Syracuse with um, an on-ice portion. And then this year, for the second year, I had still had to do the same um, open book test. I had to do some video, video modules, and then I also had to um, go to a seminar in Syracuse. But this time, it didn't have the on-ice portion.
0: Oh, that's cool. It's almost like a, the, taking your driver's license test. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. You'll find out. Trust me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the fact that he doesn't know that yeah, yet. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. I forgot. He's a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, the
0: Anais person that you referenced, so was it like a game or was it they had a couple skaters going around and basically you had to pick out what the infractions were or how did that work?
3: Um, so what was funny about that one, there was um, a lot of people, I think a lot more than there were in past seminars, they said before that one. So my parents were both there and they said they'd never seen so many officials in one place at the same time. They said it was like an Elvis convention. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so they couldn't really do a lot of like the um, offside sides practice and stuff. So we worked a lot on like dropping pucks, puck handoffs and stuff like that.
2: Okay.
0: All right. That's, that's cool. And we, we'll actually probably get into that a little bit later because there are some, some interesting questions I do want to ask on that end. I've even got a couple. Yeah, see? Yeah, there we see, go. Yeah. The questions are just bursting out of everybody now. <laughs> but, uh, but, Mike, you start off as a young referee yourself.
2: Yeah, so I was 10 years old. So this was before they uh, changed the rules and you had to be 14. So 10 years old was, was you know, that was USA Hockey's uh, age. And uh, as soon as I was 10... Um, you know, my coach at the time who used to be an official, uh Pierre Prevost, local hockey hockey guy. He's um, awesome. He is awesome. Yeah, he uh he gave me a bunch of his old ref gear and, you know, kind of got me interested in it and uh so I, you know, signed up similar similar to ho- how Cole did. And uh, you know, I lived growing up, you know, a couple miles away from Whitestown rink and um, you know, my parents would drop me off in the morning. I'd go ref a whole bunch of games. And they'd pick me up in the afternoon or at night. Um, so I would just, you know, I, 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 enjoyed it as, as a kid. And then uh, as I got older, I kind of stuck with it. I went away to school um, when I was in school, you know, everybody needs beer money when they're in college. So, uh, you, you know, ref and hockey was easy. You know, I could work three, you know, two, three days a week, uh, make a few hundred bucks and I'd be, you know, I'd be set. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, after college, you know, kind of life hits, you get a job. I kind of took a little bit of a, you know, took a step back a little bit. Um, but then I got right back into it uh, doing local high school, uh, getting into college. And, uh, you know, ever since then, you know, I've probably been doing college for, you know, I don't know, 15 or so years, give or take. And kind of I never stopped. You know, so I've been refing I think close to thirty-two years now. In oh my a row. goodness!
0: Wow, that yeah. is impressive. And I'll tell you, the money you mentioned there—that's good money for being in college too.
2: It is, and you know, <laughs> you could you could go out on a Friday night, and then you're at the rink, you know, at uh, at seven in the morning, hopping on the ice to sober up. Yeah. <laughs> cold. Plug your ears, right? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, say, cold. cold. do listen to yeah. that part. <laughs>
1: let, let me mute him a minute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man! And Cole, you've been you've been for two years now. So, uh, what levels? Just for, for anybody who's listening, what levels are you doing?
3: Um, so I've done full ice mites. I've done half ice mites, and I've also done squirts and peewees.
0: Okay, all right, there you go. I mean, that's I'll tell you too. Trying to keep up with those young kids, those little kids, sometimes can be really tough.
3: Yeah. You also have, when you get to the really young levels, you have to watch for them when they fall down. Yeah. I, I think I was reffing with Mike and one of them took out my legs from behind. <laughs>
2: yeah, he, was, he was too young to buy a beer after, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> the the unwritten rule of refereeing is if you fall on the ice, you got to buy everybody your, in your crew a beer.
0: Really? I did not know that. Oh. That, you know, that, that, that hold on a well, layer to watch for well, in the it, game
1: it, now. It, no, Cole just couldn't have had a drink. He could still. Pay money to buy you guys. <laughs> no, hey.
0: I wasn't going to do that for a skate yeah. game. Yeah, yeah,
1: right. Welcome, kid.
0: You know? <laughs> no, now I was in picture now as a little kids just skating around, falling yeah. down, and taking out the referees. be like an American Gladiators course
1: or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome, kid. Your bar tab is 100 bucks. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> but uh, you mentioned the recertification process. Now, that's an annual process.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Go ahead, Cole.
3: Uh, yeah. I think it's been an, an it's an annual thing. I think it gets a little less. I read when you get older, but
2: yeah. yeah. So as I can expand on that a little bit. So you know, usually August, September, you know, ish. Uh, you know, it opens up. You can register for the year. You have to sign up for a seminar. You know, the first the first uh, the level one officials, new officials. Uh, they want to get on the ice and, and kind of go over some of those basic mechanics. But then as as you get older and as you become more comfortable, um, they offer Zoom sessions and, and, and things like that where you don't have to go on the ice, but uh, you still have to go through the educational modules um, online. And, you know, your, your in-person seminar can be virtual, you know, if you choose. Um, so I think, you know, this year I did my seminar you know, my seminar was out in Oregon and I, you know, I, it just worked out time-wise with the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, you know, time difference that it would just worked better for my schedule. Um, oh, there so, you go. <laughs> yeah. So it's all across, you know, it's all on usahockey.com. You can go and, and you can see when the seminars are and, and things like that. And I think it it opens up, uh, you know, sometime in the summer, mid-summer um, to register for the upcoming year.
1: Do, okay. a, do a lot of people apply for that I mean is there a crowd waiting lines or is it short
2: you know it's there's there's been peaks and valleys I think you know we've been trying to do you know trying to to recruit young and, and new officials you know even you know high high school players uh, who you know who no longer are playing high school or maybe not playing in college and want to stay involved in the game. Um, we we've been seeing a lot of, um, fathers and their children getting involved and then roughing games together, uh, kind of doing it as a father, son thing or father daughter thing. Um, you know, I've also been trying to, uh, you know, re- recruit, uh, women and girls mm-hmm. as well. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's. It's no no secret that uh women's hockey has been exploding lately. Um Absolutely. you know, not just here but, but across the country. Absolutely. Um so you know, the, the whole goal is to try to grow it and, you know, get everybody involved. It, it, as long, if there's any interest there, you know, step on the ice, give it a shot, you know, you never know.
0: Yeah, and how did, so one goes to USA Hockey dot com if they want to sign up, correct? Yeah. Okay. And Cole, your trip out to Buffalo, that was part of USA Hockey's uh, Hockey Week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay. And so in the in the Monday portion, that was basically uh, generated towards uh, youth hockey and achievements in youth hockey, right?
3: Uh, yeah. So when I was at the game, there was also um, youth hockey players who were lined up with the Sabres for the anthem, like just how me and the other kid were lined up with the officials.
0: Yeah, and I and I know I asked you this before, but I gotta ask you again. Tell me, were you were you just a little bit nervous stepping out onto the ice knowing and and there was like about eighteen thousand fans sitting in the stands?
3: Uh yeah. My legs were shaking a little. If <laughs> you look up and it's a lot bigger than the odd.
0: Uh just a little bit.
3: <laughs> That's awesome though. Yeah, about six times. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But that was really cool because you had your not only just your mom and your dad and your sisters, but you had aunts, uncles. I think you said your grandparents were there too?
3: Yeah, and my brother was there too.
0: Awesome. That is so awesome. That really is. Uh, so let's talk about some of the rules. And, is it a dramatic rule change each year, or is it kind of stay the same, maybe minor tweaks, or does that kind of go up and down as well?
3: Um, I probably can't speak too much on this because – I think they do the rules in, like, five-year increments or something, and I've only been here for, like, one rule book.
0: Okay. Mike, Yeah, you got anything to, to add to that?
2: Yeah. So, uh, in USA Hockey, they do, you know, it, it is, I think it was, you know, 21 to 25 is the current yearbook. Um, in terms of changes, there isn't really a lot of changes year to year. There might be, a uh, you know, like, points of emphasis that are emphasized uh, in the um, the seminars, uh, to, you know, emphasize different portions of the rule book or emphasize different rule changes that were implemented, you know, on the rule change year. Um, so yeah, there's, there's really, there's not a lot of variation in, in the rules, uh, you know, outside of that, you know, 21 to 25, uh, rule book.
0: Yeah. I was kind of wondering about that because you, you if it was like an annual edition or like you said, so it's basically for your blocks. Yeah. No, Dave's order trying to add, don't no, worry
1: about it. No, so, I, well he said twenty one and twenty like, five. It's all good. So don't worry about it. it depends on if it's the beginning of twenty one to the end of twenty five, it's five years
2: though. Okay. I Yeah, I, it might be five
0: years. I can ding, yeah. ding ding ding. He has calculator out, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh. But uh but no, so I mean very but obviously minimal rule changes from time to time then. So um so let's start right off the right off the hop. So you have a, a crew of four for like a college game or if you have two or, or three, whatever. So how does, how does it get determined who's the referees for the game
2: and who's the linesman? So the assigners. So right. every, you know, there's, there's a there's local assigners. So we have an assigner for the, the Utica Rome area. There's an assigner for the Syracuse area. There's a, a assigner for Albany or, you know, every, every area, you know, has different assigners and, uh, it's that assigner's job to kind of look you know know who the newer officials are know who the veteran officials are um and um you know try try to pair you know new people with those that know what they're doing um on on the games on the the lower level games um and then your more competitive games or your your high level games uh you know make sure that The people you put on it, if they're newer, make sure they're ready for it. Uh, Because the last thing you want to do is, you know, give a new official a a chance at a game like that and have them fall on their face. Like, because they're not going to want to come back. So, you know, it's it there's a there's a lot of communication between the people that have been around for a while and the assigner, um, you know, to to kind of help bring those those younger officials up through and kind of train them, mentor them and kind of get them to a place where, you know they can continue to advance into those more challenging games.
0: Yeah, because you certainly don't want to put a, a rookie official in, say, like a championship game where everything's on the line, and put that kind of pressure on. That's for sure. Right.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Did you see Cole nodding? Is yeah. That, yeah. Not, not me.
2: <laughs> He'll get there. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, and it's you know, it's it's no secret too. You see all the articles out there about. Coaches yelling at, at, you know, these young new officials about parents yelling at these new young officials like it's the the whole idea is the, you know, the person who's been around for a little bit can help help protect them a little bit, uh, you know, and kind of help manage those situations and and kind of show them show them what they need to do if if they're, you know, if they get put in that situation and they have to deal with it.
0: Right. Absolutely. And on some levels there is, there is replay. So Cole, you probably haven't experienced a replay call yet, but Mike, I'm sure you have. So it's say like the college level, how do they determine what goes to replay
2: and what doesn't? Um, so there, there's different criteria. There's um, coaches challenge, um, coaches challenge criteria, and then there's things that the referees can look at on their own. Um, so if there's, you know, for example, if, you know, there's a, a check from behind and in the corner. Um, and, um, you know, on the ice, they have a, you know, a, a two minute minor, but we get together, we, we talk about it as a crew and be like, Hey, you know, we got a two minute minor on the ice. If you know, the other guy, or if there's a discrepancy in the officials, I, I got a major, I got a minor They they can go look at that and determine, um, you know, if, it's, if it stays a minor or if it becomes a major or if it becomes a major game or DQ. Um, in the same sense as if, you know, a huge hit in the corner outside of play and, you know, say I'm a linesman and I see it and it's, you know, and I say that's definitely a major. Uh, I could go to the official at the next stoppage and say, hey, there was something in the corner that I saw that was, you know, I think definitely a major. Uh, I think you should look at it. They can go in and look at that. Um, but if they, if there's no minor penalty on the ice – and they go in and look at that. the only thing they can come back with is a major major game major DQ. so they can't come out of that video review with just a minor. And then on the coach's challenge side to say I'm you know I'm a, I'm a linesman and I miss an offsides that leads to a goal uh, and the coach thinks that I missed an offsides and it led to a goal. They can challenge that and we can go in and review and see if it was actually an offsides that led to a goal or not. And then also uh, around goaltender interference the coach can challenge and say, Hey, I think the goaltender was interfered with. Uh, I want you, I challenge, I challenge this. I want you to go look at it.
0: Okay. So there, there's a little bit more than, than you would think there is Then,
2: Yeah. Yeah. Quite a bit.
1: How how many challenges per game? Is there a limit or for the
2: coach? uh, So for at the D at the college level, um, it's, it's a, there's an unlimited, but it's unlimited with the caveat of if I have so I'm, I'm a coach of the, of the team, and I want to challenge uh, goaltender interference. If I have a timeout and it's not goaltender interference, I lose my timeout. Uh-huh. So if I already if I already took my timeout uh, and I want to challenge goaltender interference, if I challenge goaltender interference and I'm right, okay. You know, all right, goaltender comes off the boards. If I challenge goaltender interference and I'm wrong, uh, I'm charged with a penalty.
0: Okay, yeah, so basically just like the NHL then?
2: Yeah, and you can do that for as many times as you want.
0: Right, which makes sense because if you don't have some kind of control over it, then, you know, you're going to have challenges left and right and the game's going to have taken four or five hours on occasion.
2: Yeah, and I've been part of games where there's, you know, where there's been five challenges and I've been part of games that there's been none. I've been part, you know, part of games for weeks where there's been none. So, you know, it depends on the situation, it depends on what – what the coach wants to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And what they see. Absolutely. So, we were we were talking a little bit earlier, and, and Cole, you got to explain this for us about uh, puck handoff and the faceoffs. So, what exactly, because I, I, I sort of accidentally cut you off of that. So, uh, what, what exactly were, were you uh, referring to with the puck handoffs, and what did you, you want to say about the faceoffs?
3: Um, so at the thing, they would basically um, teach you, like, when you're doing an icing, you need to hand your, the puck off to your partner for the face-off, just the technique for doing that. Oh,
0: there's a special way for doing that? I didn't, I didn't even realize that.
3: Uh, yeah, you're supposed to go hand to the side and then pass it off.
0: Oh, okay. All right. That's that's cool. And so let me ask you this, too, with, with face-offs, because I know, like, you see, like, at AHL games a lot, people just, you know – Drop the puck, drop the puck, drop the puck. What is the do you guys know what the criteria would they're they're looking for as far as what they want before they'll drop the puck? And is it the same from that level down?
2: I um, like
3: ba- <laughs> Um basically just making sure no one's in the circle and then everyone is there's no nothing else going on, on the bench okay. in terms of changes.
0: Okay, so basically no illegal substitution. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because like I said, you, you see that sometimes too. I mean, and it, it, it looks like, you know, okay, they're ready to go, but then the, the puck's not getting dropped. And then they do, you know, so I don't know. I was just, I was so curious about that because you see it oftentimes at the mm-hmm. HL level. So that's that's cool. All right.
3: Yeah, I'd say it's mainly um, just making sure everyone's outside of the circle and the centers are squared up. Like, a, like I had a game this past weekend and none of the players seemed to know what the hash marks were on the outside of the circle. <laughs> so, so that led to a lot of long face-offs in, that, face-offs in that one.
0: Well, they knew. They just wanted to see if they could pull one over on you. That's what it was.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And then, and then the, the other part of that, too, is the, uh, the, you know, the, the visiting team is supposed to put their stick down first uh, right. unless they're in the offensive zone. So a lot of times you're waiting on that or, you know, there's a warning or something going on because they're they're trying to cheat that. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, and I think actually, if I'm not mistaken, it was the, the 2021, the most recent rule book that came out that really started to crack down on that, wasn't it? Yeah. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. <clears throat> okay, so let's see here. So... Uh, and Cole, with you being a bit inexperienced, you may not have too much experience in this end. But Mike, of course, you've been around. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get you with this one. So you have a difficult call and say a, a, like a coach challenge isn't available. How do you as a group handle all that? Because there could be some different opinions and I and obviously the referee has the final say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here it comes. He's smiling.
2: I'm just waiting to see if Cole's gonna say anything.
3: <laughs> um, I've had a few close calls. Most most of them, it's just been judgment um, on the ice because there is no replay when you get to youth levels. Right. So it's it is kind of tough, but you just kind of have to go with your gut on some of those, and sometimes you. And most of the time you just end up angering half the crowd who just thought it w- who thought their side was right.
0: <laughs> and basically you just kind of got to deal with it?
3: Yeah. <laughs> At, every time there's a close call, everyone the ring's going to be split 50-50 on what everyone thought the call was.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: no way. <laughs> yeah, you're never going to make both both benches
2: happy. You know, no. it's. It's part of it, you know, and it's just explaining you, you explain what you, you explain what you saw in your interpretation of it. Uh, you know, when you go in and try to make something up or try to make up a rule, that's when you get yourself in trouble. Um, you know, go, you know, if you missed it, you go up to the coach and say, I missed it. I'm sorry. You know, that's going to go a lot further than, you know, trying to make something up that's, you know, completely fabricated. Um, you know, and then you just you just deal with it. Sometimes coaches just. They got to get mad and get it off their chest and they move on, you know, and that's that's part of it.
0: You know, that's that's a really good point, too, because, I mean, obviously, you know, and and it's not just hockey in any sport. You have controversial calls and and things that do get missed, like you said. I mean, and, you know, it's 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 happened recently. It's happened, you know, but again, it happens in all sports. And I think that's probably the best way to go about it, because I'm sure that they're. You know, there could be an, an instinct maybe to say, "Oh, I better, I better come up with the perfect answer." But like you said, Mike, sometimes honesty is just the best policy.
2: Yeah, you know, there's, you know, I was doing a, a junior game I think earlier this year, and you know, the ju- the junior game sometimes they do one and two, where it's a uh, you know one referee and two linesmen, so I, it's one set of eyes trying to call penalties. Um, and there was a big hit at center ice, um, you know, and the coach was like. That was right to the head. That was right to the head. I'm like, and I go to him. I'm like, I didn't see it. He's like, I know. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, like, I, I, you know, it's was, it was away from the play, you know, there was a play at the net and it just, it happened. It was, you know, it probably should have been called. Uh, but like I said, I'm not going to just put my arm up because two people collided. Right. And, did, and two people around the ice, you know, so.
0: And that, they, yeah, that that's the truth too. I mean, if you if you didn't see it, you just you didn't see it. I mean, it, we're human, and and these kind right. of things are going to happen,
2: right? And then what then you got to watch out for is like, all right, I missed that one. Are they going to try to get revenge? Like, do I got to keep my head on a swivel here? <laughs> right, right.
0: <laughs> so I'll ask you, Mike, have you ever been chased out of a building?
2: No, surprisingly.
1: <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> You got something. You got something to live for, Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Don't tell him that's gonna be on his bucket list. Come on, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's funny. List, right? Oh jeez.
0: <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I just you know because like I said, it, it's really interesting to get referees' perspectives of different things. So let's just say like goaltender interference. Now that's a very subjective call that you know you know people can get really riled up about that. So what are your takes on that? Is it does really there's much, There's many different interpretations on it. I've always kind of felt that I don't have a problem with a, uh, an opposing player being in the crease so long as it doesn't affect how the play happens. But there are some that say, well, no, if it, if he was in the crease, he was in the crease, and that's it.
2: Yeah, so there's, like you said, there's, there's different perspectives there. You know, if somebody's moving through the crease instantaneously, in and out, you know, zero effect on it, that, you know, that shouldn't be, goaltender interference or it shouldn't be called for in the crease uh if somebody goes in the crease plants themselves put them puts themselves right where the goaltender is trying to you know if they're setting up shop and trying to screen in the crease in front of them that's a different story you know what you want to do there is when that happens you want to blow the whistle and take it outside before you know there's a shot on that and it's in the back and now you're calling it back and you got to go explain yourselves um So, you know, when stuff like that's happening, you know, it's communication with the players, like get out, I'm going to blow the whistle, you know, you know, watch your feet, watch your feet. Uh, And if they don't, if they don't move, blow the whistle and get them out of there, you know, and then, um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough, Um, you know, and if you have to make that call where you got to wave something off and there's no review, you got to be sure. You can't sit there and think for a minute and then all of a sudden either point, point a goal or, wave your arms. You know, as soon as it happens, you got to make a decision split second, you know, and that's, and you got to be sure of what you're doing. If you look like you're guessing or you look like you're thinking about what you're supposed to do, uh, that's when, you know, either coach is going to eat you alive.
0: Absolutely. And that's, that's such a great point too, because you're you're right. Then you start planting the seed of doubt and on Mm -hmm. all this. Yeah. And then you got chaos. Absolutely. So I want to ask you guys, is there an evaluation process and how often does it take place?
2: So, you're constantly evaluating um, yourself and, you know, people on the ice. So, I'm the local uh, Utica-Rome supervisor. So, I try to get to the rinks. You know, I have live bar and I try to throw things on and try to watch people. I'm not, you know, if there's 100 games a weekend, I'm not watching 100 hockey games. Uh, But I try to try to... You know, if there's somebody new on a game or somebody who just moved to the area who's, you know, been repped for 10 years, try to tune in or try to stop down and, and see what they can do. Um, but uh, it, a lot of it is, you know, like, say, Cole, I'm a new official and I, you know, I want to get better. It's, you know, asking people, hey, you know, can you, you know, what do you, what do you see? Can I do anything better? Want me to change anything? Should I change anything? Um You know, it's talking to your partners, talking to people that have been around for a while. You know, there's there's a lot of people in the area that have been refing for for longer than I have. Um, And then as you move up uh, and do, you know, if you move into high school or move into college or any of the other leagues, um, there's supervisors and they're they're watching. They come out to games and they'll 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 supervise you. And then especially towards the end of the year right now um, at all the playoff games and all that, there's, There's a, you know, a representative, an official representative or or supervisor who's there watching the game, uh, you know, to try to, you know, to basically watch to see how you're doing to say, all right, uh, they did a good job. They can, you know, they should be considered to move forward or, yeah, they sucked. You know, they're done.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah. no yeah, no, no gray ground
2: <laughs> no, you're only as good as your last game right so you know if you, if you screw something up you know it's you know you got to redeem yourself yeah yeah
0: that, thats and there's a lot of truth to that I mean it's no different than, than players on the ice right I mean it's, it's yeah.
2: referees all the same yeah it's you know it's always you know we always talk about it it's the third team on the ice and especially this time of year we're competing against each other the same way that the teams are competing against each other because but- if there's 300 college officials uh, when it comes, you know, say in the Northeast alone, um, there's, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, by the time you get to this point in the year, there's maybe 12 guys working or 12, 12 people working. So, you know, that uh, that gets whittled down quite a bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you, you end up with the, you know, the, the best of the best going at the end of the year.
2: So that's the hope. Anyway. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have a question for Cole. Yeah, absolutely. Hey Cole, did you grow up playing hockey before you wanted to ref? Were you a player?
3: Um, yeah, I played up through last year at Clinton.
1: Okay. All right. What is the difference between skating as a player and skating as a ref? How is that different? I'd
3: say, I'd say one of the main differences is when you're a ref, you're trying not to be in people's way.
1: <laughs> That's a good answer.
3: I feel like I've gotten better at that um, since my first game. I feel like in my first game, I was in front of it was in in someone's way like every five minutes or something. <laughs> yeah, that, it's funny. Watching uh, former
2: players when they first get out there, they don't know what to do with their hands. They're used to having a stick.
0: <laughs> That's true, though. Yeah. I mean, because that actually, you know, changes your, your skating well, it changes pattern. your yeah. balance. That's what I was
1: getting towards is balance and and how you skate and mm-hmm. maybe more skating backwards than forwards.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And for me, who was always getting blown by, there was always that instinct of pulling down, too. So I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but everybody blows by you. So That's but, what I was yeah. saying. I mean, yeah. I, was,
0: I was so used to that. I mean, yeah. that was... <laughs> Uh, is there anything you guys would like to say to anybody who who wants to become a referee? Any kind of advice?
2: <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> They're both thinking. I can't say that. No. I'm I waiting to, to let Cole go first.
3: <laughs> um, I I'd say just give it a try. Um, I I've had a lot of fun doing it.
2: Yeah. To me, it's like, like Cole says, you know, give it a try. You know, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's a great way to stay involved in the game. It's a great way to, um, you know, I was never, you know, good enough to to play in college or whatever, but uh, now I'm on the ice with, with, you know, NHL draft picks and, and stuff like that. Like it's, it's, you know, it's, it's amazing to be a part of and, and see the talent that, you know, that, that comes through central New York.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't, you know, sometimes I don't think people realize just how much talent is, is not only here, but has come through this region.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. All right. Well guys, I like, I appreciate you taking the, the time to come on and talk to us. This has been a lot of fun. And like I said, I love to get it from the, the referees perspectives. That's uh, it's always, it's always a fun time.
2: Well, thanks for having us. Uh, like I said, this is this is my first time ever on a podcast. It's exciting. Well, there you go. See?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I think it's my first time, too. Well, see, I'm,
0: I'm just now, – now what you guys got to do is you got to start your own podcast. Now you <laughs> got to practice. See? So. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, again, thank you very much. We appreciate it. And we thank you, the listener, for listening and watching. And we will see you next time on the Center New York Hockey Report Podcast.